This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? Welcome to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. You probably can tell that I do not sound happy. I can't even fake it tonight. I'm so fucking aggravated with this goddamn team. It's me, Nat. Nat Fluential. I'm here, pissed off with Justin. Justin, how are you feeling right now? I'm numb to the pain. You're numb to the pain? <laughs> What's that mean? That LeBron meme? At the end of the day, it's just basketball. <laughs> nah, yo. <clears throat> no, nah, I really feel like 2021 again, that season where they were just finding crazy ways to lose games. Remember that game they lost to the Wizards because they gave up a four-point play? On the foul. Yeah, I mean, everyone like, keeps comparing it to 2021, but like I expectations this year are much different. So it's worse, but they are, but I just don't feel like it's 2021 because in 2021 they were losing because like they were I feel like I feel like they were forced to play with incompetence, right? And I feel like this year they are um like these are just like forced losses. Like you don't play people tonight yes they could have won this game but I think a lot of us came in well with the expectation that there was a good chance they would lose it and drop to 500 anyway tonight right so I mean it feels worse I I think right now in this moment because they got back the lead and it was a game they should have won but they don't know how to close games but you also don't pool needs to be smarter so we'll get into that but you don't expect that group that was on the floor to really ever be closing games. So how can you expect them to know what the fuck to do, right? Like, that's not who's supposed to be closing. So I, like, as annoyed as I am, I can't, like, really kill them for that because, like, that that they're never going to be on the floor closing together. But same thing. It's, like, beginning of the season. Wiseman. I feel like we forced that for too long. Like, how many games did we have to go through before they decided they had to lose on an entire road trip? And then after they were down like four on the road trip, they decided, okay, we're just going to sit everybody in new Orleans. Like they had that fucking luxury. Then they go ahead and they do it again. Like they have that luxury. And then tonight they're like rest the three best guys. And like, I know like Wiggins and Steph, like, 
I don't know what's going on with Wiggins because he missed the last game. And Wiggins is very durable. So, or not even just durable, but like he just doesn't miss games. So, like his injury I treat as serious. But this feels like like Kerr just wants to get a rest for Dre and 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 Steph for this one. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't understand the arrogance. Like, is it because because they have there's no real separation in the West. Like at some point, right? Like you don't know if these guys are going to remain healthy all year. You got to start fucking winning games and not just be over 500, but create like okay, like mm-hmm. a real, you know, like five, six, seven games above 500. Like I just don't understand. Because yeah. it's like you're just okay. We're just going to rest tonight. And I don't even know a team that you could do that to, except for maybe like nobody. Houston Rockets, possibly, because all the teams are good, right? Like, at least when I say all the teams are good, there are teams at the bottom, but even like teams like the Pistons and the Magic, they will challenge you. So, like, I just don't know why they think they can, like, you know, sit guys out. Yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah, I think um, it's just, you know, Steph and Dre, their rest was coming. You know that you know their rest was coming at some point just because they're having to do so much in order for this team to even win games when they are playing. But these are not back-to-backs. I, un- I understand. And I understand. then they have – and then they then they have a road trip with back-to-backs. So, like, this, this is what I don't understand. Are you going to play them on the back-to-backs? That's why you're getting the rest now? Like, I, these are not back-to-backs. I think I think so they what, are. We're just not going to fucking travel anymore? Like, I just, I don't understand. Yeah, I think they're just getting them ready for that road trip. Um, Steph and Dre had their worst game of the season against the Pacers, and I think it was fatigue. They just didn't look like they were up for it at all. Um, Steph barely drove. He was shooting a lot of jumpers. Draymond wasn't his typical, you know, self on defense and just, you know, going all around the court and stuff like that. And I think they're just tired um, at this point in the season. They've had to carry so much. And, you know, it's just, this is where we're, we bring up, like, whether you want to run them into the ground or not. And they, they've they kind of, like, taken themselves out of having the luxury to sit guys. But at the same time, it's like, you kind of have you kind of have to like make sure your players are fresh and you don't want to you know over overdo it with them especially in their mid 30s so it's just they've dug themselves into a crazy hole with the early season um 0 and 5 road trip and now they've lost two games in a row that they should have won both and you know the, the hole they're digging themselves in is just going to make it impossible later on in the season for them to rest um that's what i'm saying i don't see the point in doing it now because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And right now, these are these are more beatable teams. Mm-hmm. The hard teams haven't been played yet. The first one's coming up this weekend. So, I, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not cool with the rest. Yeah, I feel you. I'm not cool well, with the rest. I think if they come out and they're, like, they look good against Boston, like, they look rested then you can i guess justify it a little bit on their end and say all right look if we would have played all the way through there's no guarantee that justify it for me well i mean they should have won this game they should have won because what does this mean like they can't play every other game now it was a night off it wasn't a back-to-back so like 
they're going to be tired now after every one game. Like, I just need to know if that's the case. But what is it? And I mean, I feel like there were um, other reasons why. Steph has games where he just, like, doesn't show up and is checked out. I mean, I just don't understand, like, why the assumption is that it's fatigue. Like, because he has games like that where he's just like, eh. He's just, like, checked out. And then also, like, the way they were playing him. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think some of that had to do with why he didn't play a good game. Not in terms of, like, he hasn't seen that defense before, but you have no Andrew out there, right? Like, so it it, it was a little different. And then, like, you have Dre playing more of his minutes with the second unit. So, like, I don't think it was just, like, fatigue. Could have been, but I don't buy that it was fatigue, to be honest. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, that the Pacers game was their – it wasn't a back-to-back, like, from the Pacers game to the Utah game, but that Pacers game was their their third game in the fourth night. Um and then the travel. So I can, I mean, I can kind of see it. Like I'm, I'm with you in the fact that they don't have the luxury to sit guys at this point in the season and they should try to stack wins as much as they can. Um, and I do think Wiggins injury is a little bit more, it's not fatigue. It's like something actually tweaked with him. Real. Yeah. I think he's going to be good for the next game, but uh, that's just unfortunate because he definitely could have helped tonight. I mean, and in Indiana, he could have helped, but yeah, I mean they they've dug themselves into a hole. It's time to, you know, try to try to stack some wins. And this is why people have been pushing for some type of move for them because it just adds more depth. Like as we've seen, they're just not a deep team. Like that's just it's flat out. We thought they were going to be deep going into the season, but yeah, but Purtle ain't going to allow them to take off games like they at some point they got to just say okay we're playing the next 20 fucking games or whatever it is like this the moment you rest guys or you lose like a game you shouldn't lose like the pacers and there's always going to be games like that because on a given night anyone could show up so even the games you think you should win and you know i i just knew they weren't going to win that damn game against the pacers remember when i was here and i was just like it's gonna be a hard game like i just they they always they always lose to fucking Indiana at home. I don't know why, but they just do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the Purdue thing, it's he he allows you to not have to go all out with your guys when they are playing, right? If he's playing and Dre and Steph are all are all them are playing, then he can eat up a lot of minutes so Dre doesn't have to essentially carry the second unit and participate in the first unit. Um, you know, Steph is going out there. He has to score 30 plus and be unanimous MVP level for them to, to win essentially. Like if he's not, if he's not playing that way, you're rolling the dice on whether or not Clay's going to have it. And JP's been kind of hit or miss for majority of the season. So he has to carry a lot on offense. Dre has to carry the entire defense. Yeah, but they, they have been better in the last few games. And that's why I'm saying this was the time to build a run. Like he has been getting help. Steph hasn't in the last few games played at that same way he's been playing at the end of the season. He hasn't been as bad as some people are acting, but he's gotten the help. Like Clay's been better. Clay was great in the last game and they didn't win. JP's been playing well now for the last few days. So now you finally have the other people playing well. And then we're still fucking sitting guys. They guessed. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just guests. I don't know. I think they're arrogant. I think Kerr, I think Kerr is arrogant and I'm not someone who believes you can continue to just be arrogant. That's what reminds me about the 2021 season, right? Like, it's just like 
2021, I was annoyed because we knew that squad couldn't get it done, but I was annoyed because they just wouldn't go get some pieces to help, right? Because they just took the position that, oh, Clay's not here, so we can't win. That was like their position. So they didn't feel the need to try. So it was like, oh, let's experiment with Wiseman and let's do this bullshit and let's do that bullshit. But this season, you have everyone, right? You're coming off of just winning the championship. And like, you're just like, okay, we're just not going to like, at some point, like, like I'm sorry, you guys, they cannot be this arrogant to believe that they can like, just roll in. They look, you guys have already lost the playing game before. So like, you shouldn't want to be in the playing because you shouldn't assume that you'll win and get out of it. Right. Like you, like at what point are you going to say like, we want to stop being a 500 team? It's a good question. At what point? It has to stop soon at some point. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, it can't continue like this or you're going to be a playing team. There's no way that any of them can be that arrogant to believe that they can be like an eight or a nine or 10 seed and just run the table and make it to the NBA finals and win. So I just need to know. I need to know what the memo is. Are we writing off the season? Is this season done? So I can know and stop being invested in the year. Like, what is the fucking memo? (laughs) It's a good question. I, mean, I definitely think the vets are like trying to shake some things up. It ultimately comes down to Joe. It ultimately comes down to whether or not they want to bolster this roster or not. That's all it comes down to. You get some more pieces in there and everything else will fall into place. I feel like. Yeah, so. I mean, I just don't see it like that. I feel like, fine, you have to make that decision, but you still got to win games right now. You can't, like, if you're making that decision or it's coming later, be like, well, we're just going to trick away games until then. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can win games now. And, yeah, they might be exerting themselves, but if you are going to wait mad long to get the help anyway, you're going to be exerting yourself at the end to catch up, right? So you're going to have to exert yourself at some point. You have to, like, play basketball for real at some point. Yeah. Like, this is not to me an issue of like, yes, having more help for the postseason or whatever to get through the season, whatever, fine. But like, this to me is not an issue of like, with 2021, like, they didn't have enough pieces. Um, not, they didn't have players that like, they have a team right now that could win. It would be a very thin team. I get it. They'd be short in depth but they have a team that can compete, right? Like 2021, they did not. And so like, I feel like this conflation of this feels, it feels similar in that like the record is similar, but it's really not. Like they're good enough to like play with anyone and win. Like in 2021, they didn't have the best starting five, (laughs) you know, in, in, in the NBA. So I just want to know what the memo is. That's it. I don't want to hear shit about fatigue. I don't want to hear nothing about injuries. I really don't want to fucking hear it because like it's arrogance, you know, because at the end of the day, like Steph has the power. He has the power to shut all this down now if he wants to. Right. So it's in part the arrogance because at some point you, Dre, everyone must think like, okay, we can still do this. Unless they don't care about winning anymore. I don't think that's the case. Right. They do. So that's what I'm saying. So what are you waiting on? Because like 
to me, it is just crazy arrogance to be like, we can keep losing like this. And at what point are they going to decide that um, they're going to be for real? And what happens when they decide to do that? If Dre gets hurt or Steph gets hurt or someone gets hurt, then what? I don't know. I guess you got to I mean, control what you control at this point. You know, they, they listen to Celebrini. If he's telling them guys are on that threshold where they can be pushing it a little bit too far, I think they're just going to listen to him. I think there is definitely... Do we have a reason to believe that's what it is? Has someone said that? Why everyone's just assuming it's fatigue and they're tired? I mean, to me, they looked tired last game. It, it just it, it jumped off the, the, the screen to me. But... You know. He looked checked out to me. He didn't look tired. Dre didn't have his normal energy, but I don't know what to think of that when I see that because Dre doesn't like to get up for certain games. Could be. Right. Like, I, I, like I'm just not presuming fatigue, I guess is what I'm saying, because you, you, you go on podcasts and talk about, come on, I can't get up for this team. So how do I know when you're tired versus when you just don't fucking feel like playing? How do I know? It's a good question. So maybe I sound bitchy, but yeah, nah. And fuck it. I don't care if y'all are tired. Go play. <laughs> I don't know. Another lost opportunity tonight because the Suns, are they about to lose? They were down bad. But I don't know if they got back in the game. They ain't getting back in that game. Every time these teams drop games, the Warriors could have been back in like second place right now. That's true. And instead, they continue to fucking muddle around with the Lakers. <laughs> they might have more losses than Lakers, or got the same amount of losses as the Lakers right now. It's fucking stupid. A former <laughs> championship team. The current champions. Which is even worse. Let me see where they, where they got. Yep, back in 10th. But they were there, I think, even when this game started. Oh, well. Yeah. Who lost tonight? Clippers lost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the jump the Clippers. Well, no, because the Clippers only got 12 losses. They jumped them? No, I'm saying could could have, I think, right? Or could have made could have uh gained a game. Yeah. All right, let's break. Let's break and come back and actually break down what we saw in the game since I just ranted. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Just checked is yeah, the Warriors would have been 14 and 12, but we had the, the tie break over them, so we would have jumped in. But let's break. This is what we got to be hoping for now. This is embarrassing. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll be back. You tuned into Golden Spaces with Justin and Nat. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back. Golden Spaces. Odyssey original podcast. I'm still annoyed. It's Nat and Justin. What's good? <laughs> nah, man, I'm annoyed. And I'm, and, and I'm annoyed because Dub's Twitter is so damn annoying. They're annoying. Every goddamn game. Oh, they need a team meeting. They need a team meeting tonight. What are they going to meet about? Like, the three best players weren't there. Like, <laughs> players only meeting for that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we need a team meeting for tonight's game. Um, Clay was not great IQ-wise, but Clay is not on the team for that at this point. And, you know, I don't know what people are expecting. I mean, obviously don't. Don't just leave your man in the corner and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, when Steph and Dre and the guys are there, they kind of reel him. They reel him in. Like, it's he he doesn't have the, you know, the opportunity to make super boneheaded plays like that. And this is why, you know, Clay is Clay, right? He's not a lead ball handler. He's not a guy that's gonna that should be having the ball that much in his hands and. You know, at this, especially at this point in his career, so it, it is what it is. Um, I don't even know why why Kerr played him tonight. Like you should have just rested him with the others, because like, are you really going for the win or not? Because it's just like Clay has limitations when he's out there without those guys. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. like, what yeah. was even the fucking purpose? Because honestly, it was Jordan and and Kaminga who carried this game. For sure, for sure. Um, and Moody came in there. And he had some good minutes uh, to kind of put them over the hump. And tired Jerome. Yep, I think the two way the two way experiment. It's not really experiment because they had to play tonight because guys are sitting out. But yeah, two way guys have they've pitched in their impact value for the year. I think it's time to ditch that plan. And uh, use Moody and Kaminga. And can we see just stop with the bullshit? Pretty much. Uh, how much more you got to see, Kerr? How much more you got to see? <laughs> At this point, Kaminga just better be a permanent fucking fixture in the rotation. He, yeah, he has to be. He has to be. Um, he's figuring it out. The He's not taking too many bad shots. He's going out there. and Because last year, Kaminga, even early in the year, this year, Kaminga, he would have took a few more shots later on in the game where, where Kessler or Olenek was just giving him three, four, five uh, feet of space. And he was like, you know, I'm a get the ball to a ball handler and we're going to, you know, get some good action going. So it's good to see the growth from him there. And then obviously his, his athletic gifts jump off the screen and, you know, they pop for him. He was able to get to the rim. He had two crazy dunks in a row. So you can definitely see like the potential and what he's given them currently. Uh, so yeah, just happy with Kaminga. Moody stays ready. Always locked and loaded. Like I said, those threes for him are layups. Like, 
I legitimately think he's going to be a high 30s, 40% three-point shooter when he gets permanent rotation minutes and, and the looks and the rhythm and stuff like that. He just got to get it. All right. So Boston won. They waxed the Suns. I can't even fucking smack them. <laughs> smack them. And I can't even enjoy that shit. Can't even enjoy it. Um, They're feeling good. And now they're coming in here on Saturday. I mean, look, I know the Warriors are going to be ready for that game, but I'm just... I'm annoyed. Someone asked me the other night, do I still think they win? Yes, I do still think they can win. But I think the other conditions matter. For me, this is never about, do I think Steph, Dre, and Clay and Andrew have the ability to compete? That's not what it is. It's seeding. It's being in the best position to do it. And I'm not one of these del- delirious fans who thinks that none of that shit matters. It matters. For sure. And it's about the process, too. If you're going throughout the season and you're just, like, not taking games seriously, punting games left and right, uh, you know, just continuing to lean into bad lineups or just continuing to lean into players that don't fit and just aren't good players, then – you know, it could potentially come back to bite you in the long run. So they just got to get on track. Like no consistency, right? Yeah, because it's yeah. like. Exactly. Consistency. That's the, word. the The only part of the season where they've had any consistency was the stretch of games before this Pacers game where they got a good groove going and they looked like they were getting ready to go on a long run of extended, um, you know, high level winning compared to in the beginning of the season. And then they, Dropped a game to Indiana, they shouldn't have lost. Punted this game essentially, even though they had a chance to win. And now they got the toughest part of the season to date coming up with this crazy road trip against pretty much all good teams. Um, it, it's going to be tough. So we'll see how they fare. But they might fall below five hundred. <laughs> they might fall way below. Not way below, but they might fall three, four games below if they drop both games. There's two sets. Of back to back in there, which is why I said this is why you're never gonna justify to me resting them tonight. It's you're never gonna justify to me because and because I know there's no chance you're playing them on both the, on all of them on all those back to backs. Yeah, you are probably correct. Let me see what they what they. I mean, the back-to-backs is what? this One of them is Toronto and one of them is Indiana, I think? No. It's Milwaukee, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Then they got Philly that Friday. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Toronto. Toronto win. So Philly's on a Friday, Toronto Sunday. Oh, then okay. they fly to New York and play the Knicks. And oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Knicks, Brooklyn, yeah, back-to-back. Yeah. Like none of these none of these games are gimmies. I mean, they can't even beat a tanking team without their guys. So tough. Very, very tough. We'll see how they do though. I mean, like they could surprise, they could surprise us and play all the games and have a come out of it with a good record. 
that would kind of restore my faith right now. Um, but they have seven games before Christmas. That includes the Boston game, which is at home. Tough. <laughs> they need to go four and three to at least remain above 500. Yeah. And we shall see if they can do that. I mean, <laughs> they can probably beat Boston this Saturday at home. I expect that they'll be dialed in for that after losing two games in a row. Yeah, I think so too. And then you have Milwaukee and you have two days before Milwaukee. Philly really isn't that good either. But that second night in Indiana? Philly, Philly's sneaky because I'm sure their bench is just like better than our bench. <laughs> that's really the that's really the thing. It's like, okay, our starters, sure. Starters can play with anybody. Second unit or just a moment a starter does not is not on the court. Even though it's been better than at the beginning of the season, it's still you know, can lose you the game. So it's none of these games are, are gimmies. They need to really go five and two over the next seven games, but I don't know if they will. Yeah, I predicted the this 10-game stretch, they'd go seven and three. So far, they've dropped both of the games that I thought were easy wins. And they should have been easy wins. Uh, well, we couldn't predict people not playing in Utah because that wasn't expected with it not being a back-to-back. You knew I was skeptical about Indy. Yeah, I think if they beat Indy, yeah, they probably still rest guys. But, yeah, got to go 7-1 and one to keep my predictions <laughs> alive. So, if, if they go in, if they beat Boston and beat Milwaukee back-to-back, how is that? What what does that change for you outlook wise? In terms of what? In terms of just how you feeling about the team right now? Nothing is gonna change anything for me outlook wise until they're like several games above five hundred. You know, like five, six, seven, eight games. That means like you need to go on a win streak, and to do that, you got to play. Like every time you rest someone, you take a step back, right? So let's say they even go beat. Boston and Milwaukee. Well, that puts you two games above 500. But then if they lose to Indy, let's just say, then mm. you're back to, then you're only one game. So then let's, let's say you go to Philly and you win that. Then you're back to two games. Can they go to Toronto and win? Maybe. Okay. So now you're three games. And then you have New York, Brooklyn. They probably lose in a, one of those teams in New York. And I just don't know, like, are you going to go all in on the Knicks or Brooklyn? Because, like, that's the team that has, like, Kevin Durant. Or maybe you don't even care at this point. <laughs> or either, well, that's um, the one in um, the Knicks is a TNT game. So that's a that's a live TV game. Brooklyn is a league pass. Probably because, remember, at the beginning of the year, they didn't know what was happening with Brooklyn. So a lot of their games got taken away. Yeah. Yeah, so 
And then you, you have to remember that, like, Steph doesn't traditionally play well on Christmas Day. <laughs> right. And they're going to be playing the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies are going to be turned up, ready to go. I did see something about Bain earlier today. Did you see any update about Bain? I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. But, I mean, they, they just – they're like – the Spurs in a way, but they're kind of like the young version where they just kind of one guy's out and the next guy just comes in and just fills in the role. So they're going to be ready for sure. Just a tough stretch. I mean, he's going to be out three to four more weeks. Oh, okay. So he's not playing. Uh, which means somebody like Aldama is going to have a, the best game of his life against us and hit 10 threes. But, I mean, the only good thing is that like from Christmas Day on, they just have like an extended home stretch, home stand. Although one of those, there is a back to back in there, and Utah's on the second night of that back to back, and Charlotte's the first night. Charlotte always plays them hard too. It's like another one of those teams they just have issues with. And yeah. then Utah's like a back to back, but maybe they're gonna want to get Utah back for that win, so maybe they'll just be up for it anyway. But it's one, two, counting Christmas Day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight game homestand that lasts over one, two, basically a three week period. They will in that third week go to San Antonio at the end of the week on a Friday, but it's basically about three weeks. Well, I don't, I don't know when they would fly out to San Antonio, but they're basically almost home for three weeks. Gotcha. And yeah, those and you had, I mean, you had to assume that the schedule was going to lighten up, especially after this next month of all these back to backs and this road trip and playing essentially all the good teams that you haven't played so far in the season. Um, but they they got to go on a run at some point this season over a twenty game stretch where they win like fifteen games if they if they want to get a top three seed if they want to be you know, put together a stretch of basketball that shows everybody that, that, that they're still a contender and that they're a legitimate team. They should be able to go on a 20 game, 25 game stretch where they only lose like six or seven games. Um, I think that might be the springboard for that, like that run right there after the road trip. Uh, but it, it might have to be, you know, early in the season could have been that, you know, they go on five against essentially all bad teams in the East the uh, bad teams like i would even feel better if it was like the good teams you right. know but it's like that's what i'm saying you have the other teams still coming up right right yeah they should be somewhere sitting um what are they 13 and 13 right now they should be they should have at least 20 wins right now um so so now you got to make up for that later on in the season or potentially like as soon as possible to to get up there thankfully the standings are still not right. crazy gap. They're only four games out of first. Um, and they're only a half. No, they're only three and a half games out of third. They go on a run, like I said, where they only lose five games out of 20. They only lose eight games out of 25. Then they can easily climb up and, and get into home court advantage. Uh, yeah, just know that whoever they play in the finals, they're not gonna have home court. So yeah, that's just that's kind of out of the question at this point. So it's 
and maybe not well let me see what's the distance between them and the suns it's still like four games right yeah i'm not convinced to the conference finals even if they're first but i'm just saying right now they're at the top of the standing so that's the highest so it's four games between whoever's at the top of the west right now right yeah they're tied with the pelicans for first I think they have the tiebreaker as far as a head-to-head matchup on the Pelicans. So they're first and Pelicans are second, but they have the same record. The Grizzlies are only a half game behind them. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are like the two teams that I don't want to see when they get home court advantage. Like I, I'd rather just play any of the other teams in the West. But, so that's going to be interesting. Hopefully they end up playing each other or something like that. Like if, if the Warriors can't get a top three seed and New Orleans and Memphis are top three, I want them to be two and three and Phoenix to be one, right? So you get to see Phoenix in the second round rather than one of those two teams. Uh, so. All right. Let's break again, I guess, and then come back and wrap. All right, guys. You're tuned into Golden Spaces. I'm starting to mellow, but we will be back. It's Nat and Justin. Are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. I don't think y'all understand what a vibe it usually is over here. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. It's Matt and Justin, right? I have this little thing I do before we start, like each segment, and we be laughing. You know what I'm saying? You would think we like high as a kite. How how much we be laughing? It'd be a vibe over here. And this fucking team, they're killing my vibe. They're killing my vibe. And y'all know how positive. And you and to be honest, like, of course, I loved winning it all last year. But the last three years have not been enjoyable seasons to like watch the Warriors. Like 2021 was not enjoyable actually more than the last three seasons because at it you know we had the other ones but i'm just saying like we know how annoying huh 2019 might not have been enjoyable either right i mean it just hasn't been like like i i thought we were gonna have an enjoyable season vibes vibes overseas vibes i thought we was getting 16 17 vibes where we just Cruising Word. the 60 plus wins. Yeah. Maybe a little bit like, naive. It feels, it feels like the punch was like a fucking omen to like how the season was going to go. Because like it really, last year, you know, you had the injuries and then they had like those periods of like just losing and you're just like it wasn't it was not like an enjoyable like it was like we started off good then the fuckery and then you know what i'm saying like yeah and now this season so like look if they turn into the celtics from last season that would be quite the heel turn because the celtics are the ones who start out hot they're looking good you know i was on brother from another today 
And I was on with Sherrod Blakely, who covers the Celtics. You probably heard the name before. And um, he's like, no, I think the Warriors are going to figure it out before the season ends. And I mean, I do too. But he's just like, yeah, no, I think that's the rematch everybody wants. And I, I don't know if everybody wants it, but um, that would just be so funny if like this year, you know, the Warriors are the ones who had, because I mean, the Celtics really didn't start to get, they were like just straddling 500 for like through like December. Yeah. Um, and ended up as, what were they, the second seed in the in the East? And then the way things played out, I mean, they came through, but I think they ended ended up second. Uh, yeah, I think so. I oh, think that's well. how they finished. I mean, so, yeah, they but it would just be fun. really funny if it was like the reverse, and <laughs> then, um, except we would need to win because I ain't trying to lose to nobody. Right. right. But I mean that, like, because. And, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, right now their defense isn't actually, you know, top 10 yet. You know, a lot and of me. Yeah, I mean, Robert Williams comes back is probably going to jump up. I of don't course. know if they have the top five defense in the regular season, but, yeah, they got that to fall back on, and they're still smoking everybody, so. Right. <laughs> Crazy. They're the ones coming back like they just won a championship, and they're playing like they're all together. And we are like looking like we ain't never played a look of basketball together. And you know what? I mean, let's let's talk about this game a little bit. There really is no reason, I think, to kind of revisit the indie game. I mean, the only sort of good thing about that was that like Clay played well, but like tonight he played like shit. But um, there were definitely some positives from tonight, like outside of Kaminga, who we already talked to and talked about and Moody hitting the big shots, but like they were moving the ball like the guys who were on the court like like Dante like looked good out there um for the most part he had some plays like for the most part um but you could see that they kind of were like figuring out how to play with each other i guess is what i'm saying so there were definitely like some positive things that mm-hmm. we saw and ultimately that stuff is overall good for the team like to have chemistry like I'm annoyed about this game but like it's good for Jordan to have this moment to be reminded like bro you just got to hold the ball like mm-hmm. you know you like you hold the ball and just let them foul you yeah can hold you explain what happened on that last play Justin he ran to the ball um, I mean, people are saying he exposed it. He definitely kind of exposed it. I don't think it was just out there. You know, I definitely think um, Alexander Walker, like, reached over his back and got that strip still, and I think he hit his hand and his wrist on there. You're not going to get a call at that point in the game. I don't know. Mark Davis, did you see the clip? Mm-mm. He was about to call it? Mark Davis raised his hand and then pulled it back real quick. But, um, yeah, either way. It goes both ways. I think they compounded it with Kelly Olenek essentially tackling Jordan Poole when they both were going for the ball. That's egregious to not call, but I guess he could have grabbed it and just, you know, tucked it so nobody could get to it, period. But it was six or seven seconds left, I think. That's a little bit too much time to be just kind of like land on the ball. You know what I mean? I think they could have just tied it up or, you know, forced another turnover some other way if he didn't. But 
just being a little bit more aware of your surroundings could have helped. And they missed two free throws late. Yes. That could have just put the game away. Uh, I mean, and even Clay had a mistake. Granted, he made up for it, like, on the other end. But, like, he just let the ball get taken away from him. So, just, like, that you, you don't expect from a vet. So, he mm-hmm. does that. And then, like, I'm not going to kill Kaminga for missing a free throw. But, Jordan, you got to make your free throws. Right. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with his free throw this year. Maybe it's a rhythm thing. But, I mean, you were the leading free thrower last year. You're expected to, you know, you're talking to Steph about shooting the text and all that type of stuff. Bro, you got to be the one that don't miss then. Like, And in that moment, because, I mean, like, again, like I said, I'm not going to really kill Kaminga because, like, he was so key to the game. And he's not, like, that level of free throw shooter, right? So, mm-hmm. but, like, if they would have made those two, I mean, then I'm sure at that point that Utah would have done something different. But, like, you're still up, you know, rather than being up by three, you're up by five. Right. It's yeah. just a much and harder game. The game's pretty much over. They make those free throws. Um, Clay can't give up that three, <laughs> which is like you let the guy get to the rim because you don't want them to shoot a three because you know you still are in good position if they um, if they just make a layup. You're still up two. You go to the free throw line, you can make it a two-possession game. Now you go to the free throw line, and it's still a one-possession game, which is what happened. Uh, so it was just boneheaded plays and – you don't expect that to happen because the guys are out, but it just comes with that caveat. But they just they just got to be better. Justin and I were texting with our producer as the game was unfolding. He's like, after he was like, um, "Oh, that's it, game done." Like when all that stuff happened, I was like, mm, <laughs> "I don't like that." It's this, and like while I'm texting that, it yeah. was like. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened like that. You know, like I was never comfortable with the fact that it was still like within three because I'm just like, you can't trust these guys to close and know what to do because Utah Jazz, like they may not have like a star star, but they know each other and they Mm -hmm. know how to play with each other. Even though they have new guys on that squad, those, those guys know how to play together. And those guys have all been on teams where they've, played in the playoffs and they've played in big games and they've played next to vets. So they know how to close games, even if it's a bunch of composite role players from a bunch of different places all over the league that just got sent to Utah. They all know how to close a game out. Um, And they're playing pressure free because they're supposed to be tanking. So it's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to shoot this shot. Right. Easily. And if it go in, it go in. If it don't, we tank and we get women, women, so it's like dudes are just playing free. And that's where guys play their best basketball. So, and of course, stupid ass fit had to talk about that dumbass clutch stat. I was like cursing at my TV when he did. Oh, one of these. Like, I just whenever y'all speak on shit like that, the fucking thing is gonna happen, yo. It was like the time when like Anthony Slater. Every fucking time they went to overtime, the Warriors have not won an overtime game. And I used to be like, oh my god, when they finally won one, I was like, all right, can we put that? fucking stat to bed (laughs) but then no because then it started back up again because i don't think i think after that one they won they haven't like really won another and i'm just like (laughs) (sighs) gotta get it together they just gotta be one of the most infuriating teams yo and it was supposed to be vibes it was supposed to be vibes the vibe's going to come at some point this season, I do think. But it's just like we want to see consistency over an extended stretch from this point on 
We want to see guys get up in the standing, stop teetering around 500. It's 26 games into the season, you're 500. That's pathetic, to be honest. You just won a championship. You brought back the entire championship core, and you're 13 and 13 at 26 games. It's pathetic. It's just, there's no other way to describe it. So here's the only thing I can say. Here's the only thing I can say that this benefits on. This is my Natalie spin on it, right? The only thing that this benefits is that because of recency bias with the voting and judges and how they look at things, if the Warriors go on a run and get consistent and play at a high level for purposes of awards, that helps their narrative. Because, you know, whether it's Steph putting the team on his back or the defense wasn't here and, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they can, all-star voting usually starts Christmas. They got to do something during this road trip because, and hopes and teams lose, because, like, they may really only get one all-star now. And I have been saying that all year. And that's going to be unfortunate because both Dre and Andrew are having all-star worthy seasons. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I think we had to revisit the the Lakers one. I don't know. Anthony Davis might get it. He might get it. out sick the other fucking night. I know, but he's been going crazy. Anthony so that's oh, so another, they, another guy that they got to worry about getting the spot over. Uh, but if no, they, Lakers are not getting two fucking all stars. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, we first of all, our voting fan base is stronger than fucking like for like not maybe for LeBron, but for the rest of the squad. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. LeBron gets in off the votes. AD gets in off his play, I think. Okay, well then Andrew Wiggins should get in on off his play. I agree. I agree. Somebody somebody has to not make it though, and I'm just trying to figure out where it comes from. And if the Warriors are 20 and, and 6 right now instead of 13 and 13, it's a no-brainer that the Warriors has three All-Stars right now. But you piss away games and you punch. Warriors ain't games. getting more than two all stars this year, so I just don't know who's gonna yeah. it at max because it's too late. You right. know what I'm saying? Unless like everybody like drops, drops, drops some games. And and yeah, unless they just like went out until the all star break, it's no, it's no way they get three, uh, or somebody gets injured. Because um, you to get three, injury, you but... have to be number one and like at the top, right? And it's gonna be some time before they get back there. So or, at at least, or at least number two, because I think we, we did have three last year and we were a second seed. But so at most, at most, they'll be lucky to get two. And yeah. like I said, that's really unfortunate. So it's gonna be really about Andrew or Dre who plays better over the mm-hmm. you know. Or yeah, who who just get who gets the recognition for it. They might split votes. It might be split to the point where neither of them get in. Not among fans. No, I'm talking about like I don't think they're going to get voted in. Like, uh, oh, okay. Like the starting lineup, but uh, but the vote the vote matters because like that's ultimately the fan vote how Andrew made it to be a starter, right? So it's like even though, you know, because Tim and Dre both got picked, but Andrew started because of like the fan vote. The fan vote actually boosted him 
because he may not have made it otherwise. So fan vote's still really important, like regardless of whether they split votes. Yeah. Got to get the the K-pop people on there again. Bam, bam. They don't deserve, like, I mean, individually, I don't want to, like, I don't want, like, Andrew to be penalized, but the Warriors don't deserve shit because, like, so you can't play with the basketball gods like this. I agree. I agree. Like I said, they should be 20 and 6 right now. Sad. It's really sad. So they got to go another stretch of the season. You got to go 20 and 5, 20 and 6 at some point this season. Listen. <laughs> Winning these games, however they got to do it over this stretch, you know, and I honestly, I just hope like Steph and Dre are just like, we are playing back to backs. Like we're just doing it. Yeah. Because they got some days in there when they get back to rest. You know, I think they just got to go semi all out on this road trip. Try to win as many games as you can because you know your schedule lights uh, like lightens up when you get back. So you do have a chance to, you know, take care of business at home without, you know, exerting yourself that crazy. So you might as well go for it while you're on the road now. Stack some wins that you, quote unquote, aren't supposed to win. So the games that you are supposed to win, you can just, you know, knock them out. And it just, you know, helps you get back into the whole groove and you've you've relinquished your luxury of being able to, you know, sit some of these games or not play with a playoff intensity. Some of these games, because early in the season, you lost games you were supposed to win. So now these games that you're not supposed to win or that are 50, 50, you got to go win them. You got to win them. They have two nights off before Boston on Saturday. Then after the Boston game, they got two nights before Milwaukee. And that is a back-to-back. But anyway, once that whole road trip is done, after Brooklyn, they have one, two, three nights off before the Christmas game. And then they only have one back-to-back during that whole home stretch. And in that first week in January, they have like two nights off. So they're home... Mm-hmm. Role players should be stepping up because they're feeding off the energy. They gotta go for it. Yeah, they need to get like a seven or eight game, you know, streak. Streak, and I know that's gonna be hard because they're going on the road. But they, they gotta go for it. I'm honestly, I don't want to be seeing people rest to be quite frank. So. We'll see. Don't know what they're going to do. I don't even want to make no more predictions about this bum-ass team. They're pissing me off. Right. Me so, Every time I predict something, they just don't do it. So, I uh, guess we'll see. I'm going to stop jinxing them. Word. First jinx. They're about to lose their next five games. No, 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 no. no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> he takes it back. We don't mean it. <laughs> we don't mean it. We don't mean it. <laughs> all right guys it's been real can't say it's been fun but um we'll be back we may even come with another recording before the boston game 
maybe we need to talk some shit. I know Bleed Green. Let me tell y'all about who Bleed Green is. When we do our um, Golden Spaces live on Twitter, which Justin and I promise we will get back to doing. We just got to figure that out, you know? But um, Bleed Green is, the, the name probably speaks for itself, is a Celtics fan who loves to come into our Twitter spaces talking shit. So I know if we have a space, he's going to be all up in there. Like, hey, Nat. You know how he do. Yeah, he has, he's had plenty of time to recover over the summer after he was completely wrong about what was going to happen in the finals. Right. So shout out to that guy. Right. Anyway. All right. Justin, we'll speak again soon. Guys, thank y'all for tapping in. I'm sorry I couldn't be energetic tonight. Justin is actually, I think you're a little more positive than me today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin's not a man of many words. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I don't wear my emotions like on my sleeve as much. I'm very mellow. So even if I'm frustrated, I'm just I'm just chilling. You know. Word. Alright. Guys, make sure you subscribe. Download the pod. Leave us a review. Rate us five stars. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, take care. Golden Spaces, we're out.